to hear your voice it's so lovely to hear your voice how are you feeling <gasps> better i'm not healed but i am healing <laughs> good you know we missed you so much i felt missed good how did you i also missed you too <laughs> okay okay thank you for... okay okay <laughs> how did you i assume you listened to the... our episode without you I did, and I have How did it several feel? points to address. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay, what you got? <laughs> A point number one to Anne. I say this. <laughs> you stop it. Oh, my God. <laughs> so she just, like, just take that in response to what she said, and then that's yeah. my response. <laughs> okay, I love it. I love it. Number two, to the guest Kane, I say this. I know a very kick-ass lawyer who's also my landlord and is also just a friend of mine who has sleeve tattoos. Pretty sure he's got his legs tatted up super much as well. Couldn't tell when he rocks his suit in the courtroom. Go nuts. Get all the tattoos you want. That's my advice. Oh, oh good to know. Okay, okay. It's, um, you know, it's PJ. It's Ari's husband. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, he's got ink, but he's also like, boom, boom. I work in the law. Alright, alright. Anyway, how are you? <laughs> I am good. Wait, hold on. Pause. Back up. How okay. did you feel about the joke at the end of the episode? It made me it made me cachortal. I liked that quite <laughs> a bit. I didn't see it coming. I was absolutely delighted by the punchline. Okay, fantastic. That's all. Um, and it was anyway. from a and it was from a, a real dad. I feel very honored to have uh, such a historic moment captured on the podcast. Yeah, I thought that was fun, you know. Actually, as soon as we decided that, uh, or like figured out that you weren't going to be able to participate, I was like, this is how I'm going to do this. Kane's just going to be there the whole time in order to tell, <laughs> like to get the one gem of having an actual dad tell a dad joke on the podcast. Knocked like, it out of the park. That was the whole idea. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I was a slam dunk. No, I liked it. It was weird. Like, I found myself responding. Like, you guys would be able to hear me. And I was like, oh, wait, this has already happened. <laughs> <laughs> this has already happened. I was not there. Uh, okay, well, in response to your question, I am good, tired, very busy. Uh, I'm sure you heard that I picked up a yoga teaching course insanity on scholarship yeah. too congratulations yeah so that's really cool um it has it's really exciting to be learning new things it's been a long time since i've done something along those lines but i'm really enjoying it so far um but yeah so now in addition to working i am trying to i have a nasty habit of procrastinating and i'm trying really hard like to be as a 30-year-old, re 
visiting the idea of being in school. I'm trying to be responsible with coursework and things like that instead of, instead of being a procrastinator. So I'm trying to take my time and like actually understand the things that I'm reading and um, get things done with plenty of time uh, rather than cramming and rushing and not actually getting as much out of it as I could, I guess. So yeah, I'm keeping myself busy for sure. As uh, I think we can all attest considering that we've been really, really struggling to record I Feel Petty lately. Oh yeah. Well, I've been dying for like almost a month and a half. Um, So I've been out of commission and then y'all are like, bing, bing, boom. We have 30 gigs, zap, zap, zooey. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, I'm glad to hear that you're getting better. I was worried about you. I didn't have COVID. That's um, good. So that's the great news. Um, and weirdly, the thing that's been helping me is Benadryl. And I don't have allergies, so it's very bizarre. Um, but that was literally the only advice that my doctor was able, well, the convenient care uh, person was able to give me when I went in so hmm. oh do you want to hear a funny story when I was at convenient care yeah so I go um when I get there like if there's like a nurse working I'm assuming she was a nurse she looked like a nurse no disrespect if she had another title and (laughs) not that a nurse is a disrespectful title I just don't want to be like calling her a nurse if she's like a secretary do you know what I'm saying yeah anyway she was like, oh, do you have any of these symptoms? And one of them was a symptom I had. So I was like, uh-huh. And she's like, okay, I'm going to have you wait here. I was like out in the little lobby, um, like the doorway, the breezeway, as it's called. They had set up some chairs. And then we will have a nurse come get you when they're ready. I was like, cool. So I'm just vibing. And then this nurse comes and gets me. And we're talking. We're walking back. Um, I go do all the normal stuff like weight, height, or not my height, <laughs> weight, like blood pressure, stuff like that anymore. Have you noticed that? When was the last time your doctor measured you? Oh, God, it's been a long time. They don't give a fuck about our height anymore. I think that's very disrespectful. I think I'm shrinking. Because when oh. I was a kid, every time, my God, they wanted to know how tall I was. Now, what, it just doesn't matter anymore? I mean, does it? No. <laughs> <laughs> it I'm, trying but... out, I'm trying to figure out a world in which it would matter and why that would be the case but i can't let me <laughs> i guess let me just be very upfront about why i don't know how tall i am i have simply forgotten and i just kind of want a doctor to tell me <laughs> <laughs> i see okay it's like i'm like i'm like either like five nine or five ten i don't like not knowing it seems weird i should know my height so who knows but anyway so back to the origin of this story we go back to the room and the nurse is like okay now they're gonna check you in over the phone um and then i'll be back so she leaves and like calls the phone for me and like hands me the receiver and i'm just like sitting there like talking on the phone in the doctor's office which i've never done so i was like this is great i feel like a doctor anyway none of this is the point of the story Nurse comes back in. She's like, okay, time to take your temperature. So this is the first time I'm lowering my mask. This is the first time she's seeing me. And she goes, oh, you look just like um, my friend's niece. 
and I was like oh like who's your friend am I her niece like that would be fun and she was like oh yeah. haha no I heard this is that's her name blah 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 her niece she lives in Boston she just moved out there with her her wife and then she gave me a look she almost called her her partner and then she's like this is a lesbian her wife bitch yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is a lesson. I was like, yay! <laughs> I love when people just like tell me about like wives and husbands. I love it. <laughs> so I was just so delighted. She was like her wife. And I was like, yes, bitch. <laughs> yes, queen. I'm Amazing. so glad that I reminded her of that. And apparently, you know, my doppelganger's out in Boston thriving, married in law school. So whoever you are, you're crushing it. I hope you're happy. Keep it up. <laughs> You're doing, our, you're doing our face a good service. <laughs> I have a lot of doppelgangers because there was uh, somebody on campus when I was going to school who I would yes, consistently you've like people be like, oh, I thought that was you. I'm like, no, that's just my doppelganger. Yeah. I hope they're thriving. That's just my doppelganger. Right. Like, truly, I wasn't even like surprised anymore. I was like, uh-huh. Like, I, I want to say like, I think I saw who it was. But like, also, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say what you look like, you know? Yes, yeah. I agree. Maybe completely. I saw them, maybe I didn't. I'll, I'll, I'll truly never know. <laughs> I guess that's true. Probably, especially now. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not on campus anymore at all, ever. I don't know if they are or not, but oh, like sands through the hourglass, Katie. So pass the days of our lives. The days of our lives. <sighs> Nuts. Anyway. Well, anyway. So, shall we get to our interview? Let's shall. This week. So, this week, we are concluding our back-to-school series. Uh, We spoke to my friend Mary-Kate this week, who I met while working at Seven Saints, but who pretty recently graduated from the University of Illinois, but now is also continuing her employment there. Uh, And of course, I mentioned last week that she was kind of the inciting, uh, well, (laughs) I was going to say incident, but that doesn't make sense. Um, She was kind of the person that incited my... um, foray into uh this yoga teacher training so i i kind of credit that to her uh and we have kind of a great interview for you guys oh it's not kind of it's great it's it's pretty great we had a great time i thought pretty great katie it's just great you can say it It, it's it's great great. have confidence in yourself great well why were you saying just Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, First of all, I missed you. Um, (laughs) You just miss being tortured. (laughs) Something like that. I don't know. Um, But second of all, or back to previous discussion, (laughs) it was a great interview. We, I kind of really enjoyed getting the chance to speak to someone else who is in art and I appreciated she made a comment about how Instagram is kind of where art exists right now and I I really am enjoying the idea that 
that humanity is being forced to be more and more creative every day in order to make our way through the same events and protocols that we were doing every day uh, and taking for granted completely because now those same ventures are not possible in the same way and we're being forced to figure it out. And I think that's really interesting. And I love that we kind of got to talk to an artist about that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, moving forward. (laughs) Without further a smoo. Here is our interview with Mary-Kate. Hello. Well, hello. I did it. (laughs) You did it. I'm not sure what happened there, but that seemed semi-difficult. It it was my phone. It's uh, on its very last limb. I see well it's an iphone 7 it's time she's been around the block oh it is time that's true (laughs) anyway uh jess this is my friend mary kate hi hello mary kate nice to meet you uh, digitally yeah you too (laughs) uh so we'll just go ahead and jump in i know you have uh you have your notes and i know you've prepared 10 fun facts about yourself i did so let's hear it my 10 facts yeah okay um, fact number one is that I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, and I'm from a big family there. So that's where I was born and raised. And then I came here, fact number two, came to Champaign, where I went to UIUC, where I got a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Dance. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been an art kid my whole life, so that's my second fun fact. And then my third fun fact is that I love visual art and I make what I call shitty paintings and <laughs> it's where I get a lot of my satisfaction in life. You have some of them on your Instagram, is that right? I do, yeah. yeah. I put on my painting. Unfortunately, art for me right now kind of lives on Instagram because um, live performance is temporarily dead yeah. and that's fine. Um, but yeah, I put them online. And then next fact, I'm a yoga teacher. I teach Hatha and Vinyasa. I recently got Katie to join the club. Yeah, so this is it. Jess, <laughs> did you listen to the episode? I did. <laughs> okay, great. I'm so glad to hear that. So, yeah, I started a yoga teacher training, and Mary Kate is the influence and the ignition point for that. Yeah. So, corrupting the mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, do yeah, you get I... a signing bonus for that, Mary Kate? Do you get like a special extra yoga move that no one else is allowed to know or anything? <laughs> oh, that would be cool. That would be pretty cool. That would be very cool. <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. Nothing like that. Yeah. One day. One day. We'll be optimistic. <laughs> Honestly, though, yoga teacher is not even where you, um, there's no commissions with yoga. It's not a lucrative I don't know if I said this before you got in your training. You don't make a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> I've had that discussion with a handful uh, of people. Yeah. Um, fifth fact is that I am queer. Um, sixth fact, I'm trying to learn how to play the harmonica right now. Um, I've already decided that my style is sad cowboy. <laughs> I really like romanticize this idea of like, 
Brokeback Mountain style, like a cowboy on a rock, like just playing a sad tune. And that's kind of my MO these days. Um, sad cowboy. Yeah. Which brings me to seven, which is that I'm a very empathetic person. So I don't watch scary movies. I get sad very easily. So I don't watch scary movies. And like, I know it's pretty lame, but I don't even watch like comically scary movies because I end up like freaking out whenever I read that. Not really freaking out, but I'll be sad. Like I'll have to sleep on my couch with like the light on after I watch stuff like that. Yeah. I hate, I mean, I hate scary movies. So I don't know. I've never been. I remember watching the sixth sense with my dad when I was like nine mm-hmm. and I could not sleep alone for the next like week yeah were you afraid of Misha Barton getting you because that's what scared me I don't know I don't know man I don't I, I, it's not even like that one's not even like a scary movie it's a it has its thriller, moment I guess I would I would call that scary. I agree with you. That okay. scared me too. All right. Well, I couldn't even watch like Courage the Cowardly Dog growing up. <laughs> yeah, that was way too scary. I'm right yeah. there with you, Mary Kate. That shit was way <laughs> too scary. My parents like told me I couldn't watch that show anymore. I remember that show. Horrifying. Yeah, it was definitely up there. Yeah. The Cartoon Network was a little too wild. That's true. Ed Ed and Eddie was like all over oh, the place. I loved Ed Ed and Eddie. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> um, eighth fact is that I like to go camping. Um, nine fa- oh, okay, nine. I'm tr- also trying to learn how to roller skate. So harmonica and roller skate; those are the two things I'm picking up these days. And so, I know roller and so fun to do together. <laughs> I'm pretty bad, and I also didn't realize that the skates I found were secondhand. Because I get it. Like, roller skating is so trendy right now. So the only ones you can buy are, like, $500. So I found some. They're very, yeah, they're very expensive (laughs) these days. Um, So I found some secondhand. But I didn't realize that you're supposed to put, like, new wheels on them and stuff. So I think the (laughs) wheels I have on mine are, like, 30 years old. 30? They're really, like, I'm very slow. I've, like, tripped and, like, eaten shit quite a few times. So, okay. So when you say you're learning to roller skate... Have you rollerbladed before, or you've, like, never done either? I grew up doing a lot of skate birthday parties. Okay. And that is the closest I've come. I never did inline either, but full-on roller skates. Okay. Although I really, in like, I really admire, like, roller derby, which is not anything I could necessarily see myself doing. One of my ex-bosses is doing that, like, on a team. It's I was hardcore. like, holy shit. Yeah, it's really <laughs> like... hardcore. Yeah, roller derby people. Yeah, it's. I really admire them. Yeah, it's intense. I have a uh, broken two bones roller roller blading. So oh, really? In skates, yeah. As so like a kid, or that's like my recently? experience. Um, nine and twelve. Okay. So yeah. I used to skate with um. I don't see these anymore, but they were like roller skates that you could attach to your sneakers i've seen those yeah with like a little rubber i also haven't seen those in a long time i wonder if like they're like dangerous or something they probably are (laughs) they probably are there's not like not like snug enough like yeah yeah. no i never did that but no i just put roller skates on and skate in circles in my parking lot one day i want to be like i call it a groove skater 
That's what I want to do. That's where I got inspired to get roller skates. Cause one day I was, it was like April. So the world was on fire and I yeah. saw somebody who had headphones on and it was like the first sunny day. And she was like skating around the quad on campus. Yeah. Just a very casual little dance skate. That looks really nice. So one day I'll do that. Okay. Yeah. Goals. Um, my 10th fact is that I am a little insecure about the lack of fun in my facts. <laughs> I think I just, <laughs> I really don't have good fun facts about myself. So the last person that I recorded with, uh, Googled what people make fun facts about themselves. Honestly. Yeah. So like, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. I, it is definitely, I know for people like it is the hardest part of like, the like notes that you make because yes. the rest of it is like pretty yeah cut and dry but mine mine originally were like pretty macabre too it was <laughs> things that I thought would maybe be like funny but then like looking at them and writing and just black and white it just looked sad and, like not really like <laughs> something I want to put out in the world um but it, yeah that's fine um and then I put 10.1 because you did ask me about my house yeah. I don't know if you want to get into that now. Or Just later. do you want to guess or like later? lay it on me? Okay, tell us. Okay, so I am huge into Harry Potter. Like, I mean, very welcome to the club. I know, I'm right there <laughs> with you all. Like, that was my childhood. <laughs> I, I think somewhere I still have the books where we would pre-register for the books and then we would go to borders at midnight and i would like dress Fuck up yeah and then, I like, Hell awesome. yeah. and then we would like wait and get the books and then on the front page of the book my mom would write in like um you know mary kate and her brother david are at borders we got the book at twelve forty-one on this date and mary kate's really excited about this and she thinks this is gonna be the plot twist because yeah <gasps> oh, I, that's I, so love, cool. I love harry potter that's it's a great idea books. um but I bring that up because since I know so much about the lore now, I think if I'm being completely honest, I engineer all of the house quizzes to tell me I'm a Gryffindor. Have you ever taken the Wizarding World quiz? Because I feel like it's really hard to do that with that one. No, I haven't. Okay. Okay, I'll take it later. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google it right now. Wizarding. It's, uh, okay. what did it used to be? Pottermore? Jess, is that? Oh, wait, I feel like I have to take that. That's, yeah. So it used to be called Pottermore. Okay. But um, it was like the big one. One way or another, I do get Gryffindor a lot. And then fair. in high school, my nickname was Luna Lovegood. Um, Luna's my favorite. So that was... My dog's name is Luna. Really? Yep. My other dog is named Padfoot. So yeah. It's good stuff. <laughs> they're assholes, but they're great. So <laughs> That's fair. Dogs, you know. It's family. <laughs> Uh, so we met Jess, we met because Mary-Kate works at Saints with mm -hmm. me presently. Um, she also works doing like eight other different things, but. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I haven't had a shift at Saints in like two weeks. Yeah. Isn't that how it goes sometimes? Yes. Um, but how long, so we'll jump into the restaurant stuff. So how long have you been in restaurants? Um, previous to this yes you asked me this question and my first response i put lol one million years because <laughs> that really is how i feel sometimes it really is but the actual answer is that since 2013 so i was at that time 
15. And I walked up and down this area of town that I lived in with resumes that I made <laughs> and put them on all these at 15. at 15. Amazing. I was really, I really wanted to, I was a go-getter. Um, but yeah, I worked at a what place. What was on your resume at 15? I don't even, uh, on, I, I kind of wish I still had it. I, yeah, that would be yeah. kind of cool to see. You know what I might've put on there was when I was a really little kid, I had a baking business that Ooh. I started myself. <laughs> okay. And I made little like menus and taped them on my neighbor's doors. Um, and I, it was like chocolate chip cookies and stuff like that. But I was actually a bad baker. So I would go and buy Nestle Toll House, like rip and bake cookies <laughs> and then put them in a the bag <laughs> and sell them to my neighbors for Amazing. some amount of money. <laughs> I love that. So, yeah. But yeah, I started in restaurants then, and I also done a lot of coffee shop barista stuff sure. as well. Yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, so in that time, what uh, do you remember as the craziest thing that has happened to you? This one also. I liked your answer. To this I know one, this one really saw me. Okay. Yeah. Mainly, I'm gonna read from this. It says. Okay, the craziest thing is likely my desensitization. Desensitization? Desensitization. Right? Yeah, there we go. Desensitization to human behavior. Um, so I'm pretty unfazed by people. So if at any point in a shift someone, I put examples here, like I, people have like peed on the floor numerous times when I'm at work or oh. they like are just breaking up in the corner somewhere or like, their kid is like throwing stuff across the restaurant, but I have like such a, I don't know, maybe like my standards are pretty low for like <laughs> human behavior now. And that is the craziest thing to me is that now nothing really feels crazy. I feel like anything could happen in a restaurant and it's just part of the job, just part of the shift. Um, and then, yeah, like I worked at Espresso Royale and one, and we used to get a lot of people coming in from Canopy Club who got kicked out of Canopy Club for being too crazy. Oh. And then we were the next open business. So we used to have a lot of people coming in that were pretty tweaked and they would like pick, we had a lot of candy. So sometimes people would come in and like start throwing the candy and stuff like that. And that was kind of not great. Um, <laughs> to say the least. I also worked at a restaurant where a lot of the front of house people were um, indulging in drugs. And so they would do weird stuff on their shift because they were on drugs uh -huh. and not making good choices. Uh -huh. And there was one time I was helping to manage and someone went out on a break and I guess they like passed out in their car, but they were off the grid so they didn't have a cell phone so I had to start wandering the streets looking in people's cars wow. to try to knock on their window and find them um class act yeah and then and it, a kind of fun crazy thing was that I worked luxury caterings every once in a while especially around derby I know okay. I don't like derby that's probably nuts in Kentucky but yes and it's in Louisville so I mean like it's the restaurant I worked at was just down, like, not that far from the track. Um, and, yeah, Derby's a massive event. I do, I've never been to Derby. I've been to Oaks once or twice. I'm not really into it, so I was always happy to be working during Derby because it's always, like, out-of-town people who are just coming to, like, blow tons of money. So they would hire the restaurant, and they would pay, like, 
minimum 60 grand for a 20 person meal and like a that's just for the food so like not including the the or like the musicians that were there and the mac cosmetic counter they had set up in the bathroom for people and stuff like that so we had worked these crazy like crazy crazy caterings see how the other half lives but that's us yeah well oh damn Jess, I almost got all the way through that without doing that. If I, if I almost, <laughs> I mean, we're not even halfway through, but, you know, whatever. It's fine. Um, okay, so I already said that you're working here at Saints now, yeah. but what else are you doing? Um, I work at Amara in Urbana, which is a yoga studio, and I teach there, and I do help with studio management things. I really started... I've been teaching there for a while and I really started helping out when the shutdown happened and we had to go online and I'm fairly tech savvy. So I came in to help with that. And I also work at the university. So I work in the dance department at the university of Illinois. Um, I teach a yoga class through the dance department and then like a course. And then I also am, I make dance films and I'm pretty good with video and editing and general technology use. So I've helped people to do their hybrid classes and I help people to work with software to make their choreography dreams come true on video and stuff like that. Dang, you're a busy yeah. bee. I know, that was like a five minute response for just words. <laughs> it's okay. But yes, I have, I, I've always been the person to have more than one job at a time. I mean, it keeps you busy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's mostly focused around like stuff that you really like. So that's always good too. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Well, let's talk about school. So mm -hmm. not only are you back to school in terms of like working in the department, mm -hmm. but you're also taking some classes. Yes, I'm not officially enrolled as a grad student, but I am taking some classes as a perk. As a perk, okay. As a job perk. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you, are they free as like being employed? How does that work? Yeah, I mean, yes. As an employee, I don't know what the official word is on this, so don't quote me, okay. but... All I know is that I work there, I don't pay money, and I take classes. I take some classes. Okay. Um, so <laughs> Fair. I don't look past it. Fair. Um, I mean, what are, what are you taking? Or what are you, what did you want to take or whatever? Um, the, well, I only take classes in the dance department. So it's okay. not necessarily like I can just go anywhere on campus. And sure. So I'm taking mainly two courses right now. One of them is called Contemporary Directions, and it's a graduate level class where we watch dance, talk about dance, write about dance, think about dance. And then we also have, we're trying to pull in from other disciplines as well. So like one of our textbooks is a philosophy book that we read from and we try to kind of pile more things on top of dance. And then the physical class that I take is just called Contemporary Dance, and it's with someone named Abby Zivakowski, who is, I wish I could cuss right now, because, like, she is you so, can. okay, she's so <laughs> fucking badass, like, she's <laughs> the most badass, like, 
She is so cool. I her classes are really intense. They're super physically like I've never felt stronger than when I'm doing her work. She has a company in New York and she just went to Bessie, which no one knows anything about the dance world unless you're a dancer, so I get it. But the Bessie is like um the Golden Globes of dance. It's like a okay. big deal. So okay. she's very cool. That's awesome. So yeah, I take that. Cool. And then our so, I mean, tell me a little bit about it. So, like, in terms of, are they in person? I, I imagine a dance class is really hard to do remotely. Um, yeah, it is. So, the physical practice is optionally in person, but that is actually my job in the department is to help them with all of the tech to make the classes hybrid so they can be online. Okay. So, every class has an opportunity to be online or in person. Tell me a little bit about your experience as a student and also as a teacher uh, with kind of in-person remote classes versus remote classes and all of that. Yes. Um, it's, what was I saying? I had some track. So it is hard because like I was saying, I mean, so much of what was the foundation of my dance training and my love for movement came from being with people and being in the space with people, seeing what other people are contributing, how they're moving, um, and kind of feeling that connection human to human, whether it's just like an energetic thing, or I also do a lot of contact improvisation and a lot of partner work and a lot of rolling around on people and throwing their bodies in the air. And so all of that is non-existent or on the back burner or just being found in different ways. But I will say, even though that's kind of hard, it's pretty astounding how innovative people are. And I think artists are always the innovators in society. And so people want to make things work and they're pretty crafty. So they're making it work and really trying to find the value in it. And to be honest too, even though there are a lot of things that are different, there's still enough of the basic foundation of dance training that it still does feel pretty fun. And especially coming right back to school for the first few weeks, I hope I'm not becoming desensitized to it now, but especially for the first two weeks, I like honestly almost cried in class because it was so nice to be with people and be dancing and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it's all right. Teaching online, because my yoga class that I teach at the university is 100% online. Okay. And that's interesting because I've never taught people whose bodies I can't see. And so it's a little tricky to figure out how to actually guide them so that yeah. they're learning something about their bodies. And so I'm having to find all of these ways to like, I'm trying to utilize the online platform. So I pull up videos and images and pin people's videos and do all of these kinds of things, trying to really get the visual stimulus, stim, stimulus. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, it's kind of hard, but all of my class, none of them are actually dance majors. And most all of them, they do journals and research assignments and stuff. And they talk about really valuing yoga as part of their day-to-day -day routine now and how they always wanted to do it and this is their chance or they've done it before and they it, like they loved it and it made their lives better so even though it doesn't feel great that's probably just kind of like selfish of me to say because a lot of people are really loving 
the opportunity for it to be there. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I mean, that's already something that we've talked about a little bit in class with Linda Mm -hmm. um, is like how to doctor your language in such a way that you get someone to like respond in the way that you want. Cause you can say, you know, um, what did she say? Uh, somebody said, feel, you know, feel, mm-hmm. uh, feel your hamstring lengthening or something. Yeah. Like something that. like yeah. that versus like activate your quad muscles yeah. to lengthen your hand. You know yeah. what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, it's like, like how to, mm, kind of incite the right action through language but there's still nothing quite as effective as when you get like a physical correction yeah i I mean that's so true and i i hate like verbal language like that's not the only language that exists and i stumble over words all the time and i feel like they fail me pretty often which is half the reason why i dance because i really think that movement and bodies connecting have a language that's much more earnest or easily understood but it's not that bad I really love images too I think being an artist I really fall in love with images and so I don't know I mean you take my class I don't think I'm I have fun at least trying to come up with somewhat creative images so that at least if people are having to really listen to my words maybe I can say something that sounds kind of off or kind of funny that they haven't thought about something in a particular way and maybe it can help I don't know yeah that's all I love it but it's great and fun and it's all great and it's cool yeah and it's I mean it's it truly is I mean if society comes up with anything it's out of necessity right so this is you know forcing people to be more creative and also like there's this technique called gaga that is from Israel. That's a dance technique that is awesome and everybody should do it. Um, they specifically make classes for non-dancers. So it's like, you usually taught to the like mass public, but they normally do workshops and you have to pay and you have to travel and you have to go there. And then during the shutdown, they started doing it online and they would have sometimes 1500 people in one class from around the world, all coming to one time together to take a free class. and. That was pretty cool. I mean, that's something that is pretty unheard of until we come to a time like this where it needs to happen. That's nuts. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, so the other thing on campus, specifically at U of I, obviously, is testing and testing procedures. Um, so how is, we know a little bit about it because we've talked to other guests who are doing that as, or at least one other guest who's doing that as well. Mm-hmm. So what is your experience with all of that? I think it's great. I mean, I don't know anything about the, maybe I'm just a sheep, but I don't look into what, I don't know what the test is. I don't know what they're really doing. I mean, I know, I know what it is. It's a COVID test, but <laughs> I don't know. I actually feel really grateful to live in a place where I can get tested so regularly. It's pretty satisfying. It makes me feel more confident in being able to walk around the world and not be impending upon anybody. Um, and it's honestly pretty easy. I mean, the first couple of weeks, they were really working on a lot of kinks in it. And there are still problems with the app. And there are problems with kind of the lines to get tested sometimes. But for the most part, it's 
pretty easy. Um, honestly, the hardest thing about it is just not being able to eat or drink or brush your teeth for an hour beforehand because oh. I eat all day, every day. <laughs> and like, even the thought of not eating kind of makes me like panic. <laughs> like, you know, it's like if, I don't, if I'm like told that I can't have a snack or a drink of water. You're immediately hungry. I, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, I, I feel really, that. Like, <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. I have, um, it's so funny, like, as someone who, at least in the last few years, has been in fitness, and mm-hmm. I, um, two or three years ago, I lost 50 pounds, mm. um, and a lot of that at the beginning, before I took up running and things like that, was through diet, mm. so I, in, a, in any given day, very carefully plan what I'm going to eat, yeah, and plan my day around it and around oh, yeah. when I'm going to get to eat, yeah, and I'm thinking about it when I'm not eating, yeah, no, I'm <laughs> so, so people that forget to eat, I don't or understand that. No, that, I do not like, understand I, that either. That blows my mind. I do not trust those people who are you, you don't remember to eat. That is what are you yeah. doing with yourself? I know, I completely oh, agree, I, yeah, and um, so for it's funny especially when you work in restaurants. Mm -hmm. Um, I was talking to somebody about this today, like in a day job where you have an hour break to go home and eat lunch and you know that's Mm -hmm. what you're going to have. In a restaurant, when you're working a nine or 10 hour shift and you know the only chance you're going to have to eat is later and hopefully Mm -hmm. like you'll get 15 minutes to like scarf it down. The difference between those things and between appreciating the chance to eat is so different. Oh yeah. And like physical and like you feel it. And it's interesting to work with different people and see how they manage that. So like a lot of my shifts, for instance, are with Vaughn or with Doug. Right. So Vaughn does this thing and he knows I've talked about this already. So I'm going to say this on the podcast because he knows uh, he does this thing where he'll he doesn't really like to eat late so mm. he'll eat a heavier lunch before coming in and like maybe have some snacks throughout yeah. the night but won't take a break and eat but he gets really cranky at the end of his shift yeah. because he's hungry mm. yeah so the difference is kind of hilarious yeah um but Doug and I both are like all right we get we clock in and we're like all right it's time to talk about what we're gonna eat what's happening now yeah so it's the difference is kind of and I, like Doug again is Doug like somebody is like who's that. very involved in like, yes. fitness and like whatever. So he does the same yeah. thing. He like plans his whole day around what he's going to eat. Now you say that there have been, I think every shift I work with Doug, I overhear him talking to somebody about what they're planning on eating. Yep. Doug will be like, what's on the menu for you tonight? And they'll sit there and like salivate over the idea of like a ribeye sandwich right. and what kind of toppings are going to go on right. it and stuff. He's constantly thinking about it. And yeah. I, I feel that like, I Here's the difference between me and him, though, is that I don't give a fuck what anybody else is eating. Yeah. Like, I have planned already what I'm going to eat, mm. so I don't want to think mm. about what somebody else is eating. Yeah. I should do that. I never plan what I'm going to eat. I kind of just eat when I'm hungry. But then the hungrier I get, the more I want to eat my southern roots of fried food and buttery things and, like, potatoes. I love a good potato. I I love all potatoes. Potatoes There's no such thing as a bad potato. I think that's true. That's true. That's true. Except for the ones that tried to kill Ireland. (gasps) Oh, right, right, right. Bad potatoes. Heard. (laughs) So, tell me, so you're a vegetarian, though, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. How long have you been a vegetarian? This is, we're just off the rails a little bit right now. Um, I apologize. The first time I did it in high school, I think it was like two years. And then I 
some people would say like relapsed and then now I've been a vegetarian for maybe five years, four or five years. Okay. Maybe. I briefly dabbled in vegan too. Um, How was that? Well, I worked at Dancing Dog in Urbana, so right. good vegan food was always available. Yeah. So it wasn't too bad. For the record, until this weekend, I did not know that Linda owned the Dancing Dog. Yes, she does. Linda and her husband Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just Linda is one of my yoga teachers. She's oh. awesome. Linda is no joke. I can't <laughs> She's great. Um, but somebody, uh, we came back from a break on the second day of training and somebody was like asking her about being vegan and about diet and mm-hmm. things like that. So we got off on this big tangent yeah. about diet. Mm-hmm. Um, and people talking about like what they eat and all this stuff. And like, I really like to kind of fuck around with what I'm eating. I did the whole 30 a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that stuff is really, I think nutri- nutrition is fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah. And kind of as a result of that, I think I decided that starting next week, I'm going to give up dairy and I think also meat just to check it out. Just try just it. Try yeah. It. That's what just, you know, you don't have to commit. And honestly, yeah. Talk to Linda. She is so knowledgeable and she's really smart. About she said she eats. reads a lot about nutrition. She and does. Whatnot. Yeah. She's so smart about what she eats and she's really disciplined about it. So she doesn't, I don't know, in my mind, she like, only eats the best things for her body, like a beautiful, like, horse or something. Like, <laughs> she, like, you know, like, she is so, like, I've never seen her eat even a flour tortilla. Like, she doesn't waste her eating time with stuff that's not going to make her feel good. Yeah. She did say also that she recently gave up sugar. Yeah, she does that, too. So. Mm-hmm. She makes a lot of raw desserts that are delicious. I was in a dance piece of hers. Because Linda also teaches in the dance department at the university. Yeah. She and I go back like 10 years. Love that woman. Um, but I was in one of her pieces and she said that she liked to think about choreography while she was baking raw desserts. So right before the rehearsal, she would experiment with baking and then come in and give us all of her baked goods. And it was a great time. Honestly, <laughs> It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. yeah. She's super cool. Um, she, I, did I tell you, um, I found out that she was my, one of my best friend, childhood best friends advisor. Yeah, you did tell me well. about that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a small world. Yeah. She was my advisor for a while too. I used to go into her office and just like, start crying sometimes. And <laughs> she would pat me on the head and give me a date bar. It was good. That's amazing. But yeah, you should try it. I mean, I'm not here to advocate for whatever, whatever you want to put in your body is fine. But it can't hurt to try it either. Right. Yeah. Just to see. Yeah. I mean, my biggest thing uh, as far as with meat is protein. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when I'm running as much as I normally am. And I'm not right yeah. now. So. Well, I got a whole bachelor in fine arts and dance without eating meat. Yeah. It's doable. I'm pretty strong. And honestly, I mean, I don't know. The meat industry is pretty fucked. And. At least the meat that I grew up eating and the meat that I ate until I stopped eating meat, it wasn't good meat at all. It was just like crap. And so it, it probably wasn't doing that much for me. But yeah. There you go. I don't know. I'm just uh, curious about it. Yeah. And I haven't done something like that in a minute. I wanted to do the whole 30 again, but I feel mm-hmm. like yeah, I don't want to give up. 
this is tacky. I don't want to give up beer again, which is part Respect. of the whole 30. Yeah. Um, which I didn't, I didn't really, and Jess knows this and she didn't either, but I didn't really drink over quarantine. It's just like, wow. did, I was not driven to do it at all. I had a shower beer like every day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I just didn't, I don't know. So I spent like three months, like not drinking this year already. Wow. And I didn't drink in February. I'll, Beth and I together like kind of accidentally both decided we weren't going to drink in mm-hmm. February so we did that on purpose and that mm-hmm. sucked mm-hmm. but then quarantine came around and we were just like it's funny how like when you're being social it sucks to not be drinking but when you're just at home it's like <sighs> just kind of okay see okay I, I think I like am backwards in my mind because I love drinking at home I love drinking by myself at home <laughs> like that's fine I don't drink a lot but like whenever I'm out I have to think about how much it costs and how I'm gonna get home and whom I'm whom I'm around and like I don't know all the politics of that when I'm at home I can like not have pants on and I never get drunk like I usually just have like a cup like a beer or two beers but it's always a good time that sounds great just post it up with the brewski I'm telling you that's the way to go I would just have a little shower beer go like do a little painting shower beers are definitely one of my favorite things Gilmore (laughs) I love Gilmore girls I freaking yeah Mm-hmm. Oh, pretty great. Have you ever listened to the Gilmore Guys podcast? Yes, because you recommended it to me. I did, I did listen to it. Did it you was, like it? It was so weird. The first one I w- listened to was the one where they interviewed Scott um, Patterson. Patterson. I haven't listened to any of the yes. interviews. I guess it was just weird because I recognized the voice and then it wasn't the character of the voice. I know that's a thing. Like Hollywood actors are just like trapped into the characters that yeah. they aren't actually especially like that's definitely the biggest thing he's ever done yeah and that's on me I know that's on me but like I wasn't ready to rip the you know (laughs) off of that I wasn't ready to just like not hear him talk about Lorelai but (laughs) they're no it was cool I don't know they're so funny anyway one of them writes for did you watch The Good Place Mm -mm. okay Demi writes for The Good Place which is a comedy on NBC Mm -hmm. no Mm mm-hmm NBC, right? Jess, NBC? Yeah, yeah. Demi wrote for the first season. Okay. Anyway. Great show. Definitely recommend it to you, Mary-Kate, and to literally anyone else who's hearing this. Great show. It's good. It does kind of annoy me sometimes now, but I'm so touched by it that I can't. It it does no wrong. I have such rose-colored glasses toward that show. Oh, you're talking about Gilmore Girls, though? Yes. Okay, yeah. What are you talking about? Oh, you're talking about Gilmore Guys. She was talking about The Good Place. Oh, you're talking about The um, <laughs> yeah, we really, we really bounced I around see. there. Yeah, um, yeah, also, okay. to everybody, my fault. Um, definitely no, watch Gilmore Girls too. Yeah, I also am a a big fan. But it's it's funny to like hear them mention like like Mrs. Kim is kind of yes, a little bit racist yeah. and mm-hmm. like Rory there's lots of annoying. like homophobic lines. Yeah, definitely. There's some stuff in there that you yeah, I would not repeat. Maybe I shouldn't even watch. Oh my gosh, see. There are so many good things about it, though. I, know. I find Rory to be incredibly annoying. She is annoying. <laughs> I really like the older I've gotten. I'm. I just feel like she's so bratty. She is. But she's you know. a huge brat, and she's ready to throw all of Chilton away the second she meets Dean, like an idiot. And that's episode one, I'm of so, season okay. one. <laughs> okay. Wait, fuck Mary, kill Logan, Dean, <laughs> and Jess. Who's it gonna be? Jess, are you going to answer? Do you want to answer? You, want to answer? <laughs> uh, you know, as a lesbian, I will abstain. <laughs> I 
That's fair. That's fair. All right. Uh, God. Logan Dean. I mean, kill Dean because he's yeah, boring. Yeah, sucks. He's safe though. Um, not even. I don't know. <laughs> he dropped Rory. I would not say that's very safe. I guess that's true. What? Jess, did you have some kind of response to that? Yeah, the correct answer. I gave it some thought. I decided to think with my heart. <laughs> it's Mary Logan. Fuck Jess. Or excuse me. Fuck Dean. Kill Jess. Mm. Kill really? Jess. You gotta go. I hate but Jess. Is my favorite. I would marry Jess. For sure. He would never marry you. He's got commitment issues. I don't know issues. about Mary. I do think I do think Mary Logan, even though he's annoying as fuck. Wherever um, he got money, he, exactly, and he's <laughs> consistent and dedicated to her, especially in the last season when he's basically just like a good boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, new episodes, though the newer episodes that came out, A Year in the Life. I don't know about Logan in those. So maybe not. I don't know. They, they all suck. They all suck. Yeah. They all suck in their own way. Like only Lorelai was the one that I was like, why are you the one that's like stable and thriving? Normally you're the chaos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Discussion about Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I think that falls under, is there anything else that you want to talk about? Um... I don't think so. I mean, I don't. I've never been on a podcast before. I don't know what else to do. That's fine. We're we're doing great. <laughs> All right, cool. You've okay. crushed it. Indeed. Uh, okay, so we already talked about your Hogwarts house. Final question, generally, and I guess you already kind of mentioned this, is as a generally we've been asking people what has been their quarantine drink of choice Mm -hmm. but we're not technically in quarantine anymore so i will ask as a server what are you generally serving yourself at home as a beverage virtual cheers with jess Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) clink depends on the mood i am a i gravitate towards bourbon Oh, okay. I know it's a stereotype because I'm from Kentucky, but I'm oh. proud of it, so it's fine. <laughs> I didn't even think about it's that fine. right away. Yeah. I really like a good old-fashioned, good bourbon and ginger, but aside Ooh. from that, it's usually red wine or beer. And I usually go for IPAs, which are my favorite. Do you have a favorite? No, I still don't know enough about, like, I still don't feel like I'm knowledgeable enough to decide a favorite. So I just try to get a new kind every time at the store. But the, the more it tastes like, I compare it to the sip of beer your grandpa let you take as a kid. Like when that, when you have that really beer taste and like, I really love that. I love that really strong beer flavor. So. That's such a like visceral sense memory. To you know what I mean? That yeah, to. yeah, see, I you do. know what I mean? That's, yeah. I do. My mom was the one that let me, I was like nine or something. And she knew I was going to be like, ew. So I tasted it, and that was, it, like, it for a while. And I was a good kid. I didn't drink. Like. My mom, she was addicted, still probably is, to Diet Pepsi. And she would get, like, a 32-ounce Diet Pepsi. And she would pour a shot of Woodford Reserve into a 32-ounce oh, Just Pepsi. one shot. Yeah. Just one shot. That's amazing. My parents didn't really drink. But... That's amazing. Yeah. My <laughs> mom drinks Diet Coke like it's water. Yeah. But she doesn't like really do hard liquor. My family, my parents do beer mostly, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. 
My mom likes Fireball. <laughs> my mom likes Fireball now too. <laughs> my mom likes Fireball. What was the uh? What are the the beer? What's the beer that your mom drinks? It's like Michelob. Yeah, you. Oh, f- freaking Bud Fifty Fives, like yeah, the lowest right. calorie beer she can find. <laughs> if they put booze in like water, that would be her favorite drink in the world. <laughs> Like zero calorie booze. Water is. I mean, oh, she likes Tito's and soda water. That's her go-to. It's as close as she can get. Yeah, that's kind of what Truly's here for, though. That's true. Too much, too much sugar in a Truly. Are you insane? Are you? (laughs) They make make pure now. At least they do with White Claw. They make pure White Claw now. What is that? Unflavored. Oh, I mean the true. Generally, the truly that is on draft is unflavored, Mm. and I do. Oh, I I think they have it in cans. I'm not sure. Unflavored truly, I think so. But they definitely have it on. Like that is, if it's on draft anywhere, it's usually the unflavored Mm. version. Although I know, like Barrel House has had like the wild berry on draft Mm. as well. Mm -hmm. But when they do, like for instance, when we put it on here, they do the. the like staff training on it and they recommend that you like pour flavor and like syrup or like whatever so we used to do that but of course that adds sugar right, 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 right. i have a friend who puts bitters and fresh lime in their pure Lacroix whenever they want to pretend like they're drinking that's pretty cool. <laughs> and fresh lime mm-hmm. i mean bitters technically is alcoholic <laughs> Isn't yeah, there's like very little, uh, but yeah, mm. it is. Anyway, cool. Well, Jess, uh, did you have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, confessions? No, ma'am. No, I do not. <laughs> okay, amazing. Uh, well, Mary Kate, thank you for joining us. Thank you. I hope you had a great time. Yeah, I'm gonna go take this Harry Potter quiz now. Oh yeah, and let, us, <laughs> let us know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, amazing. All right. Well, Mm -hmm. listeners, after this break, Jess and I will be right back. I mean, did we tell you it was great or did we tell you it was great? We told you it was great. Not (laughs) kind of, not sort of, not just. It was great. Also, I have an update. She did take the Wizarding World quiz um, and did get Gryffindor, so confirmation. Yeah, I think maybe she was just a little, she was just a little too nervous about being a true Gryffindor. Because, you know, it does almost sound like a brag. Like, oh, we get it. Like, that's the house everybody was in. But hey, people do be Gryffindors. People do. People I mean, we do. say that. Like, uh, you know... <laughs> Gryffindor is in fact fictional, but people do be Gryffindor. <laughs> people do be Gryffindor. <laughs> accurate, accurate. Hoyle, uh... I'm sorry, I got distracted by the fact that I did that again. See, I'm like, I didn't like, I didn't even say anything. I know I you like, didn't, but I so hear delighted it now to just let it, it slide. I hear it now when it happens. I should have never said anything. It's okay. It's too late. You can't take it back. I really can't. I've done this. I've put this upon you. You gotta commit. (sighs) You gotta commit. Committed. I can tell you that much. (laughs) That's an interesting thought. (laughs) Have you watched any of Ratcheted on Netflix? Oh my god, no! But it looks so good. 
Mm. It got, it took a turn. Well, it didn't take a turn. It slowly built up to something that was simply too weird for me. So I politely stopped watching. I haven't decided oh. if I'm going to return or not. Damn. It was compelling, but like also like weird. Yes, yeah, I don't know. It's Ryan Murphy, you know? It's kind of what you, he's the guy that does like American Horror Story and all that. So, sure. he's in a, in a awesome, similar vein. <laughs> yeah, yeah but I don't, I don't think it's fair to compare Ratchet to Glee. <laughs> and the politician? <laughs> I, I would compare the politician to Glee before I would compare Ratchet to Glee. Well, he's got sure. he's got two he's, he's got ben uh, the guy from Pitch Perfect. <laughs> Indeed, exactly. More singing. There you go. We've come full circle. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> uh, okay, heard. Um, I have I have like I said I haven't watched it yet, but uh, I was interested it's listen it's beautiful it's a beautiful show it's set in the past which i'm just kind of always a sucker for i love costumes and you know settings and old cars and shit so that's always a delight um but have you do you have you have um did you ever see one flew over the cuckoo's nest i mean it's been a very long time but i am familiar with the play yeah oh wonderful i i saw the movie once i can't remember exactly how it ends but it's that's that same nurse i don't know i don't know if yes, you knew that yeah. or not okay, okay. i yeah. did know that yeah <laughs> they've been doing a pretty god pretty god a pretty good job of <laughs> like they explain it and i think there's been like a couple winks and nods to it but overall it's very much so its own thing which is pretty cool okay I don't know. I can't recommend it because, like, it's weird and, like, okay. I didn't finish it, so I don't know. But okay. I'm compelled by it. I do want to talk about it. So that's okay. saying something. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> that was very funny. That was not planned. I just said that. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I'm, I'm a comedic genius, Katie. What can I say? Speaking I mean, of. We knew that. Speaking of. <laughs> Katie. <clears throat> What would you call a belt made of watches? A watch band? Belt? You would call it a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I like that one. Good. Good. I like that one. Aw. Welcome back to the podcast, <laughs> A waste of time. That's a solid. waste of time. Indeed because it's both why would you want that belt but like also <laughs> you know it's it's a fun one yeah, <laughs> shout out to parade.com for that joke oh hell yeah thank you no, re- no readers digest but i don't want to you know put my hand in the same cookie jar too many times if you catch my meaning <laughs> I, do. I mean if you do tell me because i don't really know what i meant by that but <laughs> Okay, I'll tell you when we when we cut the recording. We'll talk about it okay. off air. Okay. okay. All right. So on that note, guys, we want to throw a quick shout out to everybody who was a part of our amazing theme song, Have a Good Time, uh, which was by artist MK Nova, recording by Humbly G and instrumental courtesy of Origami. Also... Guys, if you haven't already, be sure to follow us on all the social medias and additionally review and rate us on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts and or Spotify, uh, which of course... Netflix. 
<laughs> we're Netflix, on Netflix, Hulu, yep. Amazon Prime. You can find us everywhere. We're on uh, Peacock now too. Indeed, indeed. That's probably my favorite one. <laughs> it has all the best shows. I know that. I can tell you that for free. All the best shows. My top, like three of my top five favorite shows are NBC shows. I, no, four, five. No. I mean, hold so. on. So. No, because Gilmore Girls was on the WB. Oh. Well, yeah, and then the CW. Um, not in this house. It's still the <laughs> WB. Okay. <And laughs> also, it's still ABC Family. Fuck you, Freeform. No kidding. Um, and then the it doesn't matter. Anyway, all right. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> uh, wash wash your hands. Wear your mask. We love you. Have a great night. See you later. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Katie. Before we jump out of this episode, now that it is the end of our short back to school series, which we were doing throughout the month of September, we wanted to share with you that we had the amazing opportunity to check back in with a couple of our previous guests about how their back to school experiences are going as well. So you guys might remember Jenny and Jordan from some of our episodes that were during pandemic times when we were checking in with them to see how all of that was going. Um, But they left us a couple of voice memos about how things are going for them now that things have reopened and in particular about how school is going for the both of them. So we're going to check those out right here. Hi, I'm Jenny. I was on episode six with Vaughn when we talked about how we were managing the pandemic and stage shutdown kind of as a household. Um, I go to the University of Illinois, for which I'm honestly very grateful. Um, The beginning of the semester was really tenuous. Um, The university got a lot of criticism about their protocol for reopening. Um, But I have to say that the testing infrastructure that they created on this mass scale on such short notice is seriously impressive. Um, So undergrads are required to get tested twice a week if they're on campus, and the results come back very quickly, um, you know, within 24 hours. And this is really great, of course, because I am still working, and even though at the restaurant we follow health guidelines and require masks and, you know, make the effort to operate as safely as possible, we're still coming into contact with many people. So it's reassuring both to myself and to the person I live with, Vaughn, that testing is so immediately accessible. As for the semester itself, I mean, it is what it is, right? All of my classes are online. Um, everyone, professors, TAs, students, uh, is just managing as best they can. And in most classes, it does feel like there's this mutual understanding that these are not normal times and that everyone has to be flexible and, you know, leave a little room for compassion, right? Last semester, we were kind of just thrown into this emergency situation. And so most professors just kind of tossed the material at us to figure out on our own. Um, but for this semester, they had more time to prepare. So for most classes, we do have synchronous lectures on Zoom, um, which has its pros and cons. You know, there's the expected technical issues, and it'll never match the experience of being in the classroom. But it is nice that I don't have to get ready to leave the house in the morning and catch the bus and go all the way to campus, and that I can make my own space to attend lecture on my own terms. I feel like I have a lot to be grateful for in that I have a quiet and stable environment where I can study. You know, I'm not an 18, 19 year old living with my parents and figuring out independent learning and independent living for the very first time and worrying about missing out on some college experience. I feel like I have the tools I need to learn, um, even if it's not the way I would have chosen in ideal circumstances. 
Uh, the biggest thing that I have trouble with and that I've heard from other people also is that it's just hard to motivate yourself when it feels like you're on your own. Um, remote learning does feel like exactly that, you know, remote. When school is just this thing that you log into, it's just a series of online activities, it's a lot harder to feel connected to the material, let alone to other students, and to feel that what you're learning and that your effort matters. So for that reason, I'm honestly glad that I have work on top of school right now. Uh, there was a period when we, when the restaurant reopened over the summer and I chose not to come back initially because I just wanted to focus on school, but I found that it was actually more difficult that way. Uh, I don't do well with these large open blocks of time alone and work gives me a way to structure my week and much more importantly I get to spend time with people, interact with both friends and strangers, um, and feel like I'm accomplishing something. And I have friends I can talk to about what I'm learning in my courses. So restaurant work right now lends the social support and structure that school just can't provide. Um, so pandemic era schooling, you know, it's not all bad. It's just unfortunate that it's on every individual to figure out what works for themselves. Um, I like to think that everyone, you know, employers, schools, students, looking back on this year will look back with a compassionate eye, you know, and with some leniency because we were all in the same boat. Hey guys, it's Jordan from episode 7 of Faking It, part of the mini-series Call from Around the World. Last time I talked with Katie and Jess, I was living in Hawaii, and I have since then moved back to Champaign, Illinois. I am working with Miss Katie at Seven Saints. I've been back home for about a month now, and I have also started going to school online to become certified in personal training and nutrition coaching from the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Although I don't have the added precautions that some of the students going to school in person have to deal with right now because of the pandemic, I Definitely have my own set of challenges being completely online. Remote learning has been a interesting new concept for me. Um, I have not gone to school since graduating high school, so it is all fresh and new in my mind. Um, being both a student and the teacher has been a difficult task for me to learn, to balance, but I am liking it more and more every day, learning new things. Thankfully, NASM has great resources for me to learn from. Making a cross-country move, starting a new job, as well as going back to school has definitely been quite the adjustment for me, but I am so grateful for the position that I'm in. Um, my new manager, as you all know, Anne, is so great and has been wonderful in balancing my schedule, making sure I have enough time to get my studying done as well. And teaching myself has been very difficult, but the fact that I am so passionate about health and, health and wellness and what I want to do with that has been keeping me very motivated. I'm very excited to learn more. Stepping into this new territory has been scary and overwhelming, but I've been trying to remind myself, as I think we all need this reminder sometimes, to just be gentle with yourself. Take it one day at a time as we all navigate this new normal. 
it's only going to get easier as we get used to it. And I think that everyone can be a little hard upon themselves. And right now it's new for everyone. Everyone's going at their own pace and their own time. And I think it's easy to compare yourself to others, but been trying to remind myself that it is my own journey and that we're all on our own path doing our own thing. On that note, I just want to say thank you to Jenny and Jordan for checking back in with us. It was great to hear from the both of you for our listeners and also for Jess because of course I see you both all the time but these aren't conversations that we normally have so it is great to hear that so far things are going really well for you guys as far as school and I can't wait to see what the future holds for that so on that note guys as a reminder I just want to say thank you for listening again wear your mask be kind to your servers And I'm going to leave you on a few words from Jordan, which I thought were very poignant and important. And I hope you all have a fantastic evening. With everything going on around us, I think it can be very difficult to stay positive and stay motivated. But personally, for me, I have a pretty positive outlook on the future. I think that right now is a very transformational time in a lot of people's lives. And I am interested in seeing what that looks like maybe this time next year have a good time have a good time don't i fucking wish i could have a good time have a good time have a good time but my-